everyone. My name's Ella, and welcome to Call Time, the podcast where I interview women in musical theater. Don't forget to follow me so that you can hear all the newest interviews that I have with these amazing, amazing performers. Without further ado, let the show begin. Today, I was joined by none other than Lisa Bodie-Hurd. She is one of my favorite women in musical theater just because she's so human. I love how when you're talking to her, it doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to a super talented performer. It just feels like she's your friend. And I absolutely love that about her. She started in theater young and continued to perform all of her life. I got to sit down with her and learn a little bit more about her background, and I also got to learn a ton of really cool things about theater. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did, so let's get into it. Hi! Hello! How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. All right. Cool. So welcome to call time. Thank you. Thank you for asking me. That's very, I feel very excited. Of course. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in theater and music? I guess it started when I was very small. I went to go see like lots of girls my age, The Sound of Music and Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. And I was absolutely transformed. And then I found out that the girl that played Marta went to my high school. She was older than me. And that was the first time I ever realized like, oh, real people can do musical theater. Mm -hmm. And so I went, uh, when it started in uh, high school, I auditioned for shows and that's, that's how it first started. But really seeing The Sound of Music and Mary Poppins, those were, you know, huge uh, mind blowers for me. Yeah, Um, I couldn't believe that she was a real person, I guess. It was, you know, that first realization where, oh, those are people playing characters. Those just aren't the people. So it was it was really, um, really exciting for me to learn all that. Yeah, because a lot of times you don't think about, oh, those are actually like they exist apart (laughs) from screens. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What would you say is your favorite part about performing? I, I think my favorite part, it's sort of two parts. I love the rehearsal process. In fact, sometimes I almost hate for the show to open because rehearsals are so fun. That's where you get to meet the cast and explore your character. You know, you kind of start from the ground up and then, uh, then you open and, and there you are. I think my favorite part about the actual performing is to me when it all lines up in, in a in a very um, specific and magical way. It's like flying. Mm-hmm. It, it's like you leave this world and you're transported. And I I really like that. I've had had that feeling a few times, and it's it's just magic. You know, I do. Yeah. I feel like I'm flying. I feel like every performer experiences that. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it really is. Um, if you could perform with anyone in the entire world, who would it be? Wow. There's, there's a lot of people, of course, you know, when I'm listening to Hamilton, I, you know, I, I make believe that I can rap and I could be right on stage with them, but mm-hmm. I know that's not true. Yeah. Um, if I could perform, I mean, probably my idols are Patti Lapone. 
Audra McDonald. I love Kirsten Chenoweth. Yeah. Alex Mitchell, you know, the usual suspects, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. All of them are so big Broadway performers and like Broadway icons. I feel like yeah. they've kind of shaped what Broadway has become. Absolutely. Well, you're a lot younger than me. Who do you like? Um, It really depends. I like people like Kara Lindsay and um, uh-huh. like some of the younger like female yeah. leads, but also like classics like Adina Menzel, oh, um, yeah. Kristen Chenoweth, Patti Lapone, all of them. Sure. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So what role would you say you've sacrificed the most for and do you think it was worth it? Um, it's actually not a role. I got cast in the chorus of Anything Goes with Helen Reddy. I'm, you probably, (laughs) you're so young, you probably don't know who that is, but she was, um, transitioning from being a pop star into musical theater. And I was in the chorus. And at that time I'm older. So they used to have a, a singing chorus and a dancing chorus. Mm-hmm. And those two never, you know, met up. But in for some reason, they decided that the four chorus women would also dance. And Anything Goes is a huge tap dancing yeah. show. And so I was terrified. And they asked me if I could tap dance. And I, I could a little bit, but not like to that level. And the choreographer was Stan Mason, who was in the Ernest Flat Dancers on the Carol Burnett show. He was like a power tapper. He he tapped when he was young with all the, the movie musical people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had I had a good face and good arms. That's what he told me. But my feet were really slow. And when you have taps on, you can't really fake it. And so he said, oh, Lisa, I hate to do this to you but I'm going to take the taps off your shoes. And I was like, ah, and I said, okay, I totally understand that. But if I can really learn all the numbers and I'll practice and I'll practice and I'll practice, will you, will you give me another chance? And so I said, well, okay. So I was working full time. And so I would go into the parking garage at lunch and I'd put my tap shoes on and I'd clickety clackety click and I practiced and I practiced and I, I danced for him again. And he said, it's not great, but you improved so much. I can't believe it. I'm going to go ahead and put you in, in the back line and you can put your taps on your shoe again. So that I felt like I sacrificed and rehearsed and practiced and it was really worth it because there's nothing like when you're tapping and you all line up and you make that sound and you're singing. It was really, really fun. Do you remember any of your tap? Um, a little bit. I can do like, you know, shuffle ball change and, mm-hmm. you know, that time step. But, you know, I could never do like, you know, wings and, and all mm-hmm. of that. But I had good arms and a very excited face. <laughs> kind of going along the lines of different talents, what would you say is the most useless talent you have? And where did you learn it? Well, It used to be that, you know, they would have you take all these classes with accents Mm -hmm. and, you know, like do a Cockney and a British and an Italian. And, you know, I took all those classes and I worked really hard, but it always seemed like when it, when it got down to a show, very rarely did they use somebody that was, had worked on it. They would, 
they would find somebody British or they would find somebody Italian or, and so I, I felt like, not that it's useless, but it was, I, I wait, not wasted. I spent a lot of time trying to perfect my accents. Can you, <laughs> can you do any of them? Um, that's funny. I just did a, a, a radio show with the Amoeba people and I played the scientist, Mary Anning, mm-hmm. and she, she was British and I, I was so nervous. And, and I told them, I feel like my British accent sounds like a, like a drunk Mary Poppins. <laughs> and they were like, oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. So that's kind of what I sounded like. I was like, you blokes, blimey, look, it's a parrot. So there you go. <laughs> that is amazing. I love that accent. And it really does sound like a drunk Mary Poppins. Right? That's, that's a, then I felt good. I was, there you go. Mary Poppins, a touchstone. <laughs> <laughs> She's never far from me. <laughs> exactly. Um, what is the most trouble you've gotten into backstage? And how did the cast or crew react if they found out? Well, I have to tell you, I'm a real rule follower. I, 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 I don't, you know, if they say don't talk or, or do this or that, I really, I, I really don't. Cause I'm, you know, I'm sort of, that, that's kind of how I am a nervous Nelly. But one time I was doing a show at um, the Ricardo Montalban in Hollywood and I was driving from from Long Beach in and it took a long time and I allowed tons of time because um, it was a professional show and I really loved being there. So I like to get there early and, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of walk around and, you know, hang out. But it was, I think, 2006, there was a huge riot on the on the freeway and they closed the freeway. Oh, no. And I and I couldn't. Uh, they they would not let me everybody they just stopped everybody you couldn't go forward you couldn't go back and I thought well I've got two hours that's plenty of time and it just kept going and going and and you know pretty soon I was past half hour and I was like oh my god you know the one person who never does anything wrong it's like I'm I now I've missed I, I got there I'm telling you Ella like one minute before and I like ran, I happened to have part of my costume, not my full costume. I, I put on, I did my makeup like in the car and I mean, like I ran in there. And then because they had closed the freeway, they held the curtain for like 20 minutes. Oh, good. But I, I, I was so scared and, and yeah, the cast and the crew was like, Bodie, what's up? Where are you? <laughs> oh, little miss, you know, goody two shoes. It was like, oh, I couldn't help it. I was very, yeah, that's so that that's my, my sort of trouble. I mean, I, if that, like- I could have really, I, you know, you could get fired. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was just one of those things. I feel like that happens to everyone, though. Like you have a really close call where you're almost late and then you finally, finally get there just as you thought you were going to miss the opening number. Oh, my gosh. I know. I felt like I I must have sweated 10 pounds in the car. Mm -hmm. I I lost. I was sweary. And here's the horrible thing. There were kids in the show and I, I, you know, flew in and I was swearing and everything. And then 
you know, we waited and then, you know, at the intermission, God, I had to go apologize to, you know, one of these boys. She totally understood. Mm-hmm. But I just felt it was like, wow, Lisa, you totally lost it. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> okay. What is the best and worst advice you've ever gotten and why? I think the best advice I ever have received was that your audition starts the moment you walk through that door. Mm. Because it's sort of like casting and getting into a show is a little bit like like dating. You know, there's yeah. a lot of talented people. There, That just kind of goes with the territory. But you want to make sure that, that when you w- walk in, you, you try to give like the best of yourself. And I, I think that's, you know, when you walk in, hi, I'm Lisa Bodie, and I, you know, you smile. And I, I had an audition class where like almost the entire class, all we did was walk in and say our name. <laughs> that's all we did. Hi, I'm Lisa Bodie. Hi, I'm Lisa Bodie. Because, you know, a lot of people apologize when they walk in or maybe uh, they're, they're stressed or whatever. And it was really like, like quieting yourself and just remembering that that audition starts before you ever sing a song or say a line. Exactly. So that that was a really good lesson for me to learn. And I think the worst, I don't know if it's advice, but um, I think it's really important as as an actor, you need to know, you, you really need to know yourself and you need to know you know, your wheelhouse of characters. You know, Mm -hmm. when I was younger, I used to think like, oh, well, I could play that or, oh, I could do this. And, and, and I I had a lot of people tell me, oh yeah, just go for it. No matter what, just go in there and read. You never know. But I think you kind of do know. It's like, even though you're, you're, you're going in there and, and giving it your best shot. I think you, you need to really know what you can do and what you can't. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, you know what, I can't do that. For me, it would be dancing. I'm not a great dancer. And I've been to a lot of auditions where, where I go in and I sing, I make it through the first you know, round and then they come back and dance. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, like they started the, the, the combination and stuff and the musical director will lean over and go, oh, Lisa. <laughs> and it's like, and, and, you know, sometimes you just have to know what you can do and what you, so I don't know if that's bad advice, but just really knowing how, you know, what parts are good for you and what you're really capable of. Yeah, Nobody they- can do everything. Yeah, I feel like also if you go into a role and just say like, oh, I'll be able to hit that note, it's fine. And then say you get cast and you can't hit that note. Right? It's not going to end up very well. It, it absolutely will. I'm, I'm an alto, so I'm, I always, and people are always going, oh, you can sing that, you can sing that. And I can like in, a, in an ensemble or a choir thing, but yeah, you're right. Like you go out there and it's like, oh yeah this is not going well sometimes (laughs) you just can't make it happen yeah Yeah. I would agree with that (laughs) and last this kind of tied into the first or second question but 
Who would you say is your music idol who has inspired you throughout your life and why? I mean, it, it would, in, in terms of a, a, an actor or a performer, it would probably be Julie Andrews. I, I just always, she just, she's, she's somebody that has done a wide breadth of, of, of roles. But I just always, there's just something about her that I always have, um, it just really, really touched me. Uh, like newer people, I, I actually love Sarah Bareilles. I think she's, yes. she's really, really great. I loved um, Waitress and I love that she mm-hmm. finally got to go on and do it. Um, for, for musical idols like composers, you know, right now, of course, I love Lynn Manuel. Yeah, <laughs> but I also I, I really love Stephen Sondheim. I classic. Yeah, I just I I was in high school and I think I saw Side by Side by Sondheim. And until then, I was very much rock and roll, Red Led Zeppelin, you know, Queen. I loved all you know hard rock. And a friend of mine said, "Oh, you got to hear this." And I mean, at the end of that show, I I was it was like, where have I been? Yeah, it was just unbelievable. And he has never disappointed me. He is just his turn of phrase, his melody, his storytelling, everything. I I love him. Yeah, I like how Sondheim always just writes stories that you feel like you can get lost in. Yes, absolutely. You know, his characters are, are quirky flawed, highly flawed. I love Mm -hmm. that, but always sort of navigate through the story. And uh, yeah, his music is just, you know, it's a pleasure to sing and to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. thank Thank you. You're so welcome. I had a great time. Aw, thanks. Thank, Thank you. you for, yeah. And I hope that, you know, just as, as I was introduced to you, COVID happened and we shut down. So I hope I get to see you perform sometime soon. You as well. That's it for today, theater people. But if you enjoyed this interview, don't forget to be on the lookout for the next ones because there's definitely more where that came from. Stay musical and have an amazing day.